You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Jake. Suckers. You better, you bet. On the BetQL Network, Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you. By the way, how about uh, how about Iron Eagle came on the show on Friday and like was obsessed with the Power Hour music and then proceeded to like ask Jake to bring it up and then basically like, ad libbed over it. Do we? I think we have some of that sound. I think Alex pulled a bunch of it here. Jake, if you have anything anything from the Ian Eagle interview on Friday, uh, when he came on to start the power hour, play some of that sound here and let's uh let let's take a trip down memory lane. Can you cue the horns again? Like that's a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Give me more O. Oh. <laughs> Come on, Jake. Come on, Jake. Come on, Jake. Oh yeah. Come on, Jake. <laughs> Just, I got to tell you something, man. What a great spot with Iron Eagle this uh, this past Friday. That's a vibe. You know that, like, CBS plays that music all the time, right, during the NCAA yeah. tournament and for college hoops? Yep. For college, I think it's their like, regular season college basketball because the the tournament they have that own that whole music set that they do just for the like da 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 da. They do that for the whole tournament, but the the regular season, like Saturday Sunday games, Big Ten, they're they're pumping that stuff in. Yeah. What is the percent chance that? That if and when CBS plays that music, that Ian Eagle will recognize it. I'm not saying he's gonna like say anything about it. On no, the but wh- I think he'll recognize what is it. The, I think he'll recognize uh, it. Uh, like like a hundred percent, right? Like ninety nine percent, let's say. He's a perceptive guy. Yeah, I think he's got it. Do you, Do you think he'd ever be like, shout out to you, better you bet? No. <laughs> Congratulations on Nick and Ken and all their success. <laughs> Live on CBS. What? Where does that uh, where does that rank for you among co- coolest moments in you better you bet history? Was Ian Eagle it was, telling us like how it was great surprising? We were? It was just really. I think that's why it was ridiculous. Is uh, or not ridiculous? Wrong word. Is great. It's just because I was like, wait, what? Like I was like, is this a bit at first? I was like, I don't understand. No, he's like really genuine. He's like saying great job with everything. Oh, oh okay. Like thank you. Um, yeah, just surprising. I think more than more than anything, uh, which made it way better. 
uh, I believe, and you never know because I, I, I don't know, his, like, his like, microphone and computer setup is like from the Flintstones. Uh, I believe that Tyler Morales is with us. Tyler, are you with us? I am here. Oh, and it doesn't it, it doesn't sound good, but it also doesn't sound like the worst it's ever sounded. So, so so we're okay here. It's good enough. Tyler has been with you better you bet since day literally since day one, show one in 2019. Tyler, where does the Iron Eagle? Where does that? I know you weren't on the show on Friday, but I know like you know what happened. Obviously, and you heard the interview. Where does that like rank for you in like coolest you better you bet moments in in the show's history? I think pretty probably it's probably one of the better moments of the history. Maybe next to like you know the show not getting kicked off the air the first year and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's up there. I need, I mean I stopped what I was doing to listen, and the social media interaction was awesome about it. So I mean I think it was the number one so far. Why would the show have gotten kicked off the air just because like like we almost it was did. like tenuous in a, in a pandemic just, yeah. Skype issues. Oh man, That's... bum bum bum. No, the Skype. I loved the Skype issues. Like when we had Skype yeah, issues, it meant I, I, it meant I didn't, I didn't work, and I also got paid. Uh, just like Ken's like panicked text to me, like, yeah. "Do I still get paid if we don't do the show?" And I was like, "You're good, well, buddy. You're definitely answer. gonna get paid." You were under, yeah, you were under contract then. Like you fair were under enough. contract. I was getting paid by the show, though. No, just a uh, little different. But I mean, I, you know, when they gonna not pay me and pay you when it's like tech issues? Like it's a big company. I'm mean, sure you know, figured it out. They pay. They pay for people who are like honestly, like they paid. They paid and they paid well and it was great. And and it and it and it continues and it continues to uh continues to be great. And maybe one day we'll be able to bring back the break of breaks, which would be truly sensational. Uh Jason Sobel from Sir well, you know, maybe we'll do take an hour off the show, and that'll be the break of breaks. Yeah. Sirius yeah. XM PGA Tour Radio's Jason Sobel will join us coming up next segment, giving us golf bets, and then we'll give you our bets uh, to close the show for tonight. Uh, we'll find out Tyler's got some bets for us in college hoops. But for now, and and I know that. And this actually worked out really well with how the show um, the show went today. Because I know you can you you told us Alex and I before the show started that you had like a lot of a lot of stuff for today. We can carry that yeah. into Wednesday, which is which is pretty exciting. Um, we have a lot of good content coming up this week. But um, I know you had mentioned to end last hour that you want to hit Super Bowl MVP. So why don't we do that here um, in this segment? And I'll just I'll read like the first couple names in the market from BetMGM, and then we can as we name other guys that we can give the prices. So right now. Lamar Jackson and Brock Purdy remain the two favorites, right? The quarterbacks of the two teams that are favored this weekend on Championship Sunday makes sense, right? Lamar plus 250, Brock Purdy plus 325. Patrick Mahomes plus 350. Christian McCaffrey is next at 6-1. to one. Jared Goff, 8-1. to one. And then a line is drawn and we go to like the 50-1s, 50, 50 the Travis Kelseys, the Brandon Ayukes of the world. So I guess we can kind of draw the line there, Ken, for now. And I'm, I know we'll talk about guys that were not, that I didn't list um, kind of like your thoughts as it stands right now, Monday before Championship Sunday on betting Super Bowl most valuable player. Uh, as much down the rabbit hole as you were on betting the Lions, and you're like, you love this game and you have this really strong opinion, and no one's going to be able to shake you from it, right? Like, it's just, hey, look, I'm really confident in this thing. This is how I see it playing out. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with my instincts and make the bet. And like, shout out to people that can follow through on there intuition and actually place the bet too and like have skin in the game uh i i have that with this market to like an insane degree and i just i think something is more likely to happen than i think everyone else does and i've run it by other people and i alluded to it on yesterday's show very quickly to close and i'll go into more detail here 
Uh, I think it's much more likely than the market is pricing that if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes is not going to win Super Bowl MVP. That's like my strongest opinion in the market by far. I'm very confident in this. Uh, why am I very confident? Well, first, let's start with like the pricing and how it works. Uh, he is basically a one-to-one correlation with the Chiefs price to win the Super Bowl. So the market is saying when the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, like 99% of the time, Mahomes wins MVP. Why would the market price it that way? Well, for a really obvious, smart reason. The Chiefs have won two Super Bowls. In both of those Super Bowls, Patrick Mahomes was the MVP. He's also the best player in the world. (laughs) So, like, I get it. Get why the market's priced like that. Why do I think this year could be different? I think there are two really, really fundamental reasons. First, and this is more about this year's Chiefs team than anything else, uh, this year's Chiefs team is more complete. It's not about Patrick Mahomes. He had the worst year statistically of his entire career. He did not win most valuable player in the regular season. He didn't even come close. The identity of this year's team is not him throwing the ball 50 times. It's not them scoring a million points, although the offense has started to play better. It's this like offensive skeleton of him, Travis Kelsey, Isaiah Pacheco, and Rasheed Rice. And it's a defense that's outstanding. It makes a lot of big plays. And it's all of that working in concert Whereas the identity of the previous teams was much more about like his outrageous talent and us seeing it for the first time and recognizing that by rewarding him when he wins. So like when teams win the Super Bowl, I think like a common misnomer is that it's kind of random who wins Super Bowl MVP, like it's the quarterback a lot and then who knows. That's not really how it's ever worked. The identity of the team almost always comes across in who wins Super Bowl MVP, even when a quarterback doesn't win. When a great defensive team wins the Super Bowl, like the historically good defensive teams, frequently a member of that defense will win Super Bowl MVP. It's happened like four or five times historically. The most recent two examples would be the Legion of Boom defense with Seattle and then Denver when they beat Carolina and Von Miller won Super Bowl MVP. These were like number one in the regular season legendary defenses. And and as a result, they won through their defense. And when they won through their defense, a defensive player won. Just spoiler alert, I'm not advocating to bet like everybody on the Chiefs defense. That's not really where this is going. Just that usually the winner of the MVP does reflect the identity of the team. Even when Cooper Cup won, oh, a wide receiver. What's going on? Matthew Stafford was the quarterback. Cooper Cup was the offensive player of the year. He was the best player in football basically that year. So yeah, when they won, guess what their freaking identity was? (laughs) Like it was him. Like that was the guy. Stafford to him. There's your identity. So just like it usually plays out that way. Uh, the identity of this Chiefs team is actually much more about balance. And it's much more about like this offensive skeleton of these players and a lot of contributions on defense. That's reason number one, I think he may not win. Reason number two, and this is really like, this is me. Can with you the do this in the McLaughlin on. group? Can you do this in the McLaughlin group voice? Issue number two. Well, I'm not going to do the whole thing <laughs> in the McLaughlin group, but is- issue number one, balance team, Pat Buchanan. Uh, <laughs> issue number two. So this is this is where like I... <laughs> There, there isn't like, let's be honest, like Patrick Mahomes is, is he may not be a one of one yet, but he may be a one of one by, by the end of his career. Uh, there aren't a lot of historical comps for what he's doing, but Tom Brady's one of them. He might be the only one and Brady won six Super Bowls with the Patriots and he won them in groups of threes. He won the first three when he was really young and then he went a long time and he didn't win. And then he won three more. And in each group of three, he won them in quick succession. He like would win and then win two or he would win. And then year off, win year off, win. They would occur in a small amount of time. And in the first two of each of the trios, he won Super Bowl MVP. And in the third one, everyone was sick of that happening and gave it to someone else. 
and Deion Branch was the recipient of Super Bowl MVP the first time in the third Super Bowl. That was against the Eagles. And Julian Edelman was the recipient against the Rams in the like low weight, like the Super Bowl that you don't want to remember because it was so terrible. And in each of those games, I think the really remarkable part, because you might be like, well, like Deion Branch broke the re- like the record for receiving in the Super Bowl. Like that's why he won. Here's Brady's numbers from that game. And as I'm saying this, imagine Patrick Mahomes having the same number in the Super Bowl. So here's Brady against the Eagles. 23 for 33, 236, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Like, I think the understanding would be, well, if Patrick Mahomes has a game like that in the Super Bowl, he's going he's gonna to win Super Bowl MVP. Cool. Branch was 11 for 133 and no touchdowns. Edelman was 10 for 141 and no. Here's the really funny trivia question. How many combined touchdowns did the two Super Bowl MVPs for the Patriots have? Zero. They even score a touchdown in the game. You're telling me that the bar is that high? That with Patrick Mahomes having won two Super Bowl MVPs already, and we're all kind of tired of that, going to be honest, and you've got other prominent players on the Chiefs offense who are like very worthy of having big statistical games on a balanced team. And my big thing here is I think if it's close, like if he has 400 yards, he's going to win Super Bowl MVP. Great, whatever. If he has like 23 for 33 for 236 and two, and both of them go to Travis Kelsey, who do you think is going to win? You're going to say Mahomes, you the person listening, and I'm going to say absolutely not. I think Kelsey wins Super Bowl MVP. What if he has 23 for 33, 236 and two, and Pacheco runs for 150 and a touchdown? I think Pacheco's winning. What if Rasheed Rice catches 12 of those passes? I think Rasheed Rice is going to win. You'd be like, well, who's Rasheed Rice? He's going to win. Who the hell was Dion Branch? And he won. Like, I just did not an argument. Sorry, it's not a counter. Like, I, I really think there's voter apathy with giving Mahomes Super Bowl MVP. I think it actually requires him to have a huge game to win if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. And the biggest thing here, like, you might think I'm crazy. That's whatever. The biggest thing here is I don't have to be right almost ever for this to be a windfall because the market is pricing this like it's impossible. Like, it can't happen. We bet Pacheco 240 to 1 to win Super Bowl MVP yesterday. He's still like 120. Kelsey's best price is 80. 80. They beat the Ravens and he catches a touchdown. Two weeks of him and Taylor Swift and Kelsey's and Jason's shirtless. You think it's 80 for the Super Bowl? You think it's 15 for the Super Bowl? He's going to go off at like 9 to 1. He's 80. They have to win as he'll a three-point dog. He'll be what? He'll be like the fourth choice in the market, right? Lamar? Yeah, he'll be McCaffrey or, third and then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. if they play yeah. San Francisco, yep. Right, which, like, I mean, like, let's play it. And here's, here's, the, here's, like, the really, like, oh, my God, if this happens thing. What is his price if they play Detroit? They're going to win the Super Bowl. They win. I don't care what the spread is. I'm very confident they're going to beat Detroit in the Super Bowl. He'll be the uh, like. He'll be the third choice. He'll be the third choice, and he'll be like uh, a little less than Cup was probably. Cup was like nine. He'll be like eight or seven, and Mahomes will be like minus one thirty. Mahomes will be like a minus. Golf yeah. Goff will be next because the quarterback of the right. other team, and then Kelsey will be the third choice. Like in the market right now, Kelsey is priced the same as Amon Ross St. Brown. Does anybody think that those two players have the same likelihood of winning? How about this? Goff's ten, Kelsey's eighty. Who's more likely to win Super Bowl MVP? Anything the Lions are winning the Super Bowl? Ever? Just like, I, no one thinks this. And the first 10 people I told this to, all of them thought I was nuts. And then five of them wrote me back today and said, I think you're onto something. <laughs> it was like, but like, but like, like everyone's but first they... thought is no way. But yeah. I'm curious why. Because like I, I think intuitively it makes a lot. And I would say if I disagreed, I think it makes a ton of sense. I think, I think there's just, I, 
one thing that exists in every award. And I'm not no even saying how... that to prop you up. Just for our audience, like I'm not even just saying oh, that, yeah. like to make like Fizzo Ken looks good. I agree with him. I legitimately agree with what he said. I, one thing that comes across in every single award market, every single time in history, is uh, voter apathy. Everyone wants something new. Great, great, that guy won already. Now, what's the next thing? Who's the next guy that's gonna win? Happens in every single award, every single time. That's why there are so few repeat winners of anything. He's got two already. He won them in three years. They're back again. You don't think they're gonna give it to the most famous athlete in the world, which by the way is his tight end or somebody else? I think it's more likely than that. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot more historical examples, by the way, than just Brady than what, than what you're talking about. I'm gonna sure. look a couple up during the break. We'll give you some golf bets on the other side, then we'll get back to football. Jason Sobel, Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio, next. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. I love the conversation on Super Bowl MVP in the last segment. We're going to do so much good stuff over the course of the week this week. Um, Ken and I are both off tomorrow, so we'll be back on the show on Wednesday. Uh, thankfully, there are no more Saturday games, so we'll have off Saturday also. And then we'll be back, obviously, Sunday morning for countdown to kickoff, etc. But uh, since we are off tomorrow, and this has been really fun doing this the last couple of weeks, because our guest is extremely gracious with his time and his information is always sensational. I've been loving this this golf that we're doing on Mondays here on the show. Now, like... Some, like, 20-year-old sophomore named Nick Dunlap won the American Express this weekend. God bless him. I don't know if that's going to happen again. He's playing in this tournament. He's 80-1 to 1 coming up this weekend. Uh, he just uh, we'll went through earlier today, oh, I think. Did? I think like a couple hours ago. Yeah, he's put out, a, like, a press release through the PGA. He's like, I want to be back home with family and, you know, like, I just, you know, celebrate the win, whatever. So he's like, thanks for the exemption, but I'll, I'll see you later. But, yeah, I'm what sure he's loser. not exhausted or anything. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, he's 20. Screw him. Get out there. Get out there and play, kid. Loser. What was the name of the uh of like the uh like like the like the scratch golfer or whatever like the club instructor that that like had his 15 minutes of fame Michael last Block. year? Michael Michael Block. Who who's better, Nick Dunlap or Michael Block? Nick Dunlap by a lot. <laughs> do you do you hate Michael Block or no? No, no. But they're just they're in different. They're on different arcs. Like Michael Block's like a like a club pro. Nick Dunlap has like won every significant tournament so far in his life. Like it's like pretty. He's like on a Tiger Woods trajectory. It's pretty crazy. Oh wow! So that's high yeah. praise, obviously. Uh, our bets for tonight coming up to close the show. But the aforementioned guest that we talked about that's been joining us on Mondays, and we love having him. Uh, our Sirius XM teammate. You hear him on Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio. Does an amazing job talking golf and all of his written work breaking down tournaments. And it is comprehensive stuff. Recommended to all our listeners and viewers that bet golf. Um, can be found over at the Action Network, ActionNetwork.com, and the Action Network app. It's the great Jason Sobel's. Look tan again today on twitter at jason sobel tan jason welcome back to the show it's nick and ken my friend how the hell you doing i'm doing great good evening guys thanks for having me on and nick i will tell you that this week it actually makes more sense for me to be on monday because i'm gonna tell everyone right now you're putting in your golf bets it starts wednesday this week the last few years i'm telling you there are people who walk past the tv on wednesday afternoon they go ah that that must be last year's event. They're doing a re-air of that. Or they look at their DFS lineups and they go, that's weird. They screwed something up. I reserved all these lineups and it's showing me in last place with zero points, but the tournament's not going on. Yes, it was. It starts Wednesday and Saturday, so we can all watch football on Sunday. So get your picks in early. How's that? That was well, perfect. Yeah, I, I, 
I forget about that stuff all the time. Like you reminded me, like Tyler and I were talking about it before the show. So yeah, Wednesday, the tournament starts. We'll do picks in a second, but I kind of like jumped the gun and answered Nick's question there about Dunlap, Jason. You could probably do even yeah. a better job of like framing this about, you know, yes, like the historic nature of how absurd it is that like an amateur won a PGA Tour event, but also like this guy won like junior amateur and amateur and now a PGA Tour. Like this is... Like, you don't do this. Like, this doesn't happen. And he's a sophomore. And Nick, and Nick Saban calling into the telecast yesterday to talk about it. It was pretty crazy. Like, just frame for us, like, how significant something happened yesterday that, honestly, a lot of people probably weren't watching because of football. Yeah, you're right. Uh, he is really, really, really special. He's very good. What he's doing now, he just wins at every single level. You mentioned U.S. Junior Am and the U.S. Amateur. If he's able to become NCAA champion, if he doesn't turn pro, at, like in five minutes, which might happen because he's got a lot of good things coming to him. If he decides to stay and be NCAA champion and he wins that, he'll be the first player to do all three of those since a guy named Tiger Woods, who you just mentioned. Uh, first player since Phil Mickelson in 1991 to win a PGA Tour event as an amateur. Just the eighth player to do so since 1940. That's a whole lot of really historic, really good stuff for Nick Dunlap. I have no idea what it means for his ceiling moving forward. He's going to be really good, obviously. But I know we were saying the same thing about Ludwig Ober like two months ago saying, this is the next big thing in golf. All it means is there's a whole lot of really good, really young players who are going to be really good for a very long time. So this this may be a silly question. Um, I don't follow golf as closely as Ken or Tyler or obviously Jason as closely as you. I have to imagine that some members of our audience may be thinking this also, right? If we're talking about this, how good this kid is and that he wins all the time and Ken's saying maybe I'm like a Tiger not that he's going to be Tiger Woods but like on a trajectory like that because Tiger was good like this when Tiger was really young so Nick Dunlap I think has an exemption to all the majors now definitely at Augusta going to be able to play at these big events if he so chooses like is it is it going to be worth betting on this guy to win a major this year and like the answer could be no and it could be a stupid question but I want to at least ask it I, I would say no right now, but I certainly don't think it's a stupid question whatsoever. Uh, the way he played this past weekend, basically playing playing free and loose, uh, smart golf, but not necessarily conservative golf. Boy, if he can keep that going, because, uh, again, at some point we think he's going to turn professional. I don't know if that's going to be this week, next week, three months from now, whenever it is. But right now, he's playing like a kid who's just like, ah, whatever. I got nothing to lose. I'm not playing for the money because I can't earn it. I can get an exemption, but quite frankly, he's probably not worried about it because he's going to get to the PGA Tour sooner rather than later anyway. So he's playing with, like, no weight on his shoulders whatsoever. And you compare that even – with a Sam Burns, who it's not like he's going to lose his PGA Tour card, not like he's in danger of, uh, I don't know, not making the next U.S. Ryder Cup team or something like that. But Sam Burns looked like he was playing tight down the stretch. He lost it as much as Dunlap won it. If Dunlap can keep playing the way that he did, and I don't just mean making a whole lot of birdies and playing really well, but I mean like sort of playing loose and easy and free, no, I don't think it's a terrible question to ask if he can win a major championship as soon as this year. Yeah, I mean, just like how many times do we see a guy with, you know, eight, ten feet for par on 18 to win a tournament and they and they whiff and they and they brick it. And mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, he, yeah. he had that putt and like freaking nailed it. 
like to win a tournament like i mean just like cool like what else do you want to know like yeah the crowd wasn't as big and augusta will be interesting and and bigger crowds as he yep. starts playing more but just like like that's pretty i mean that putt especially is just like okay like all right i guess there's no big deal and you're just gonna win this tournament meanwhile i had sam burns who's won like 15 times on tour and he hit it in the water and that was really tough and he was a really big price in the tournament uh let's talk about tory tory pines a little bit jason this tournament coming up this weekend uh starts on wednesday as you mentioned pretty good field uh, some carryover obviously from what we saw last week in terms of you know like xander's in the field patrick cantley's in the field and we thought justin thomas was going to be in but he played really well he's out uh dunlap's out but still a pretty good field here just give us an idea like history of this tournament who tends to win we've had three crazy prices win the last three events mm -hmm. has that happened in this tournament a lot or has it been more chalky no it's been a little more chalky remember this was the uh, site of Tiger Woods where Tiger would just show up and they'd give him a big paycheck seemingly every single year at a trophy. Uh, Jason Day has won twice. John Rahm, before he left for live, won this event. There, there's been a lot of big, brawny ball strikers, and we have reason to believe it could be that way again this week. They, of course, will play the south course and the north course at Torrey Pines over the first two rounds, and then both of the – well, I was going to say weekend rounds. The Friday and Saturday rounds will be at the South Course. The South Course plays 7,765 yards. That's really long. It doesn't even tell the whole story because on Monday, earlier today, both courses were closed. It was like a torrential rain in the San Diego area. And that's just going to make the course softer, longer, thicker, rough. I want the guys who are big dudes who hit it a long way. Essentially, what I wrote in my column this week is that if you put every player together on the range and you were watching every guy hit a four iron, which are the guys that are just going to absolutely flush it and really impress you? Those are the guys that I want to play this week. Who are some of those guys? Well, I'm going to start right off the top. Xander Shoffley is the favorite. And as we've seen over the last three weeks, if you're betting favorites, you're not doing very well. That said, I really like Xander Shoffley this week. I'm not sure I can get to nine to one on Xander, but... I have good news. He's starting on the south course on Wednesday morning, so I'm hoping that he goes and shoots something in the eh, 72, 73 neighborhood. Not enough, the like a 65 to move his number from nine to one to three to one, but certainly not enough to like throw him completely out of the mix. I'm hoping that that number moves to somewhere in the 14, 15, even 18 to one range going into round two, maybe even round three, and I'll pick up Xander later because he's a guy that I really like. Another guy that I pick every single year at this event, and I'm not stopping now, is Tony Finau. Tony Finau is built for these two golf courses. He's a, He hits it a long way. He's a big dude. He can muscle it out of the rough. The putter is an issue right now, but if he can figure out that flat stick a little bit, we don't need – 29 birdies like last week we just need to not three putt and not make a mess of things on the greens i think tony finau has a lot of value this week as well and after that then i'm looking for those lottery tickets then i'm going way down the board and looking for some guys that have value just like we've seen over the last three weeks in kirk and murray and dunlap yeah, so let's get into the long prices, and, and I'll, I'll just reiterate, like, because, you know, maybe people haven't been following PGA Tour the last few weeks, been in Hawaii for a couple weeks, in California, like, the, it's not just long shots, 
Like it's it's like you scroll all the way down and some books don't even have them listed long shots like yeah. crazy stuff. Like Grayson Murray was irrelevant for like nine years, like not irrelevant as a winner, irrelevant like as a golfer and like a, a crazy backstory actually, too. And then he just wins like he just wins. And then here's an amateur like who, which never happens ever uh, winning. Just like really like that's the quality of the long shot that we've had. I mean, the payouts have been astronomical. So. I mean, everybody's going to kind of be looking like, who's the Nick Dunlap this week, Jason? Honestly, do you feel like you have somebody who fits that? Maybe not an amateur. Do you feel like you have somebody who fits that description? I've got six names here for you. Oh, boy. <laughs> Excuse me. And, and if you're going to take these six and just go, hey, I'm going to throw a couple bucks on each of these guys outright and have some lottery tickets, it might not be a bad way to go. I'm going to start my card here with Taylor Pendrith at 80 to 1. He was 10th at the Sony Open a few weeks ago. This venue suits his game a lot better than that venue did. I'm going to go to Thomas Dietrich at 90 to 1. Still not sure about his ceiling. He's got nine top threes on the DP World Tour, one on the PGA Tour. No wins on either of them, but obviously the guy's got some game just to be able to do that. So I'll, I'll, I'll look at Dietrich at 90 to 1. At 110 to 1, Kevin Yu, I've been waiting for this for a while. Kevin Yu was not very good. Late last year, results-wise, the stats are amazing, though. Tita Green, if you did the blind taste test and just looked at his resume, just performance-wise, against Colin Morikawa, against Justin Thomas, you'd be like, wow, he can hang with them. Tita Green, he's really good. Coming off a third-place finish this past week, Kevin Yu might be finding his little sweet spot. Another really good course for him. Austin Eckrote. Big brawny dude, Oklahoma State guy. He's 150 to 1. Sam Stevens, ditto, can say all of the exact same things about him. He's 200 to 1. And the last guy on my list here, Chan Kim. Chan Kim's a 33-year-old rookie, but he's only a rookie in name. This guy who's played 12 major championships, he has got a fantastic swing. I spoke with him on radio last week, and the guy's got a ton of confidence. He's a guy that's going to play his best golf on his native West Coast. Don't be surprised if Chan Kim plays well this week as well. Jason, to close here, this is what I would like for you to do. Mike, mm -hmm. take a, take Jason's uh, single here, take a single shot. Jason, look into the camera and call your shot. Out of the six names you just gave us, who wins the tournament this weekend? I will go with Austin Eckrote at 150 to 1, which probably is good news for a Taylor Pendrith or a Thomas Dietrich or a Chan Kim that I'm not taking them. But if I have to just take one based on the number, based on the recent performance, Austin Eckrote is my guy. Are the uh are the are the Chargers cool with him playing like in these golf tournaments? <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming from you. Yeah. Ken wasn't doing that. You were doing that, Nick. Well, I, I no, guess I guess no. it wasn't. No, I'm could doing it, like been... U.S. Junior Amateur and like Amateur Championship. And Nick's like, how about the running back for the Chargers? I mean, look, it's, it's Austin Eckler apparently is going to win this tournament. Uh, I guess it was, if it's predictable, it can't be that funny. Jason, we appreciate it as always, my friend. Like amazing information, like tons of long shots. But I don't know what more you could ask for. Uh, at Jason Sobel, T-A-N on Twitter. Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio for the radio show and all his written work, like comprehensive written breakdowns of Ubeck Golf. You should definitely check it out over at the Action Network and on the Action Network app. My friend, we sincerely appreciate your time. As always, you're very generous with it. We sincerely appreciate it. Good luck with the bets. Enjoy the golf. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. And let's have about we hit one of those long shots this week instead of just watching other people hit them. Oh, yeah, man. I uh, – Yes, yes, please. Well, mm. 
So who mm. do I? I think I like. I think I like because you know when Jason was, was starting, he was talking about like you want like the I loved the alliteration, the big yeah. brawny ball strikers. Isn't that? I'll, I'll I'll how about how about more alliteration? Big brawny ball striker, Belgian bomber, mm. Thomas five Dietrich. five words that start with B. It's pretty good. I just uh. I'm Tyler Thomas and I will talk about it later. Where Tyler and I are so snickbit on these tournaments the last couple of weeks. I, well, until I, you're I don't not. think I've ever gone like I don't think I've ever gone like second second before in two tournaments. I have Sam Burns didn't come in second, he imploded, but like it felt like second second. So just like for people like, oh I've missed Ken's golf bets, you haven't missed them. Like I had Keegan Bradley and Sam Burns. I was like, go look up how those two went. Just I mean like the Bills fan crying at the end of the game with the hat pulled over their eyes. Like, that was me. That was me down the stretch yesterday. I gotta tell you, I, I think we bet the Belgian bomber and we just win this week. Chan Kim, my guy. Me and you, Chan. <laughs> On the other side, bets for tonight to wrap up the show. We'll be right back with you. Better you bet, presented by Bet MGM. <laughs> On the BetQL Network. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. We'll give you our bets for tonight coming up in a couple minutes. Uh, more on Super Bowl MVP coming up in moments. But first, some thank yous for this magnificent Football Monday edition of the show. Uh, we had four great guests. We appreciate all of them. Uh, Eric Eager was absolutely magnificent, as per usual. Noops, Al uh, Alex Christensen, thank you to him. The whale capper, Drew Dinsick, and our buddy, Jason Sobel. Our executive producer, Alex Fasano. Our technical director, Tyler Morales. Our engineer, Jake the Snake Hassan. And our video producer, God's perfect creation. By the way, God's perfect creation. How about burning the midnight oil with us on Saturday morning this past week? We yeah. appreciate downtown Mike Brown being with us. The great, the great, the great downtown Mike Brown. Best crew in the business here on You Better, You Bet. Coming up after us, a four-hour live betting extravaganza known to you and yours as BetMGM tonight. All right, bets are coming up in a little bit, but Ken, you've got more for us here on Super Bowl MVP. We did it to start this hour, and Ken did a great job, and you people can go back and listen to it in podcast form, talking about, hey, like if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, are we sure that it's definitely going to be Mahomes since he's already won two Super Bowl MVPs? What else do you find interesting, Ken, in the current betting market for Super Bowl most valuable player? I mean, I'll go, I'll go contrary in the other way uh, toward the quarterback. Honestly, uh, I think the team, it's funny because the way I feel about the Chiefs, I think is how everybody feels about the Niners and uh, the likelihood that if they win, because let's let's be honest, you're, you're looking at all four teams remaining and you're saying, okay, uh, is it the quarterback almost every time or is it somebody else? Like those are the two questions that you're asking or it's really like one question, like assign the probability it's the quarterback or everybody else using whatever criteria you want. And so I, the Lions I'm going to toss out just for I feel like I'm going to insult the Lions a lot this week I just they can win it's just more interesting to talk about the other teams honestly because they're more likely to play in the Super Bowl um, the Ravens I think are kind of interesting only in that like on defense they have some impactful players and their defense has been like part of the trademark I actually think they might be the most one-to-one -one quarterback team Lamar's never been in this game he's never won Super Bowl MVP there's a newness to this where like 
And you could be like, well, that's silly. Welcome to awards. We're like, if you're like, you're a quarterback, you're in this game for the first time, you're like a potential all time great. And you just win the game. He's going to win. I think like almost every time the Ravens win. So like, if you like the Ravens to win the Super Bowl, you have to have some Lamar MVP almost instead at this point, if you want, like the, the price is just better. Um, the Lions, like I, I think Goff would win an okay amount, but like I, I don't know, Aiden Hutchinson or somebody else. I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know how to price the Lions. Like one of the running backs, Amon Ra, I guess. Same price. I just don't think they're gonna yep. win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I just don't think they're gonna win the Super Bowl. So like, I, I don't really want to talk about it. Um, the Niners have been the magnet for uh, betters because there's like a a lot of belief that Purdy system quarterback. Everybody's been talking about this all year. If they won, would he get the credit or would someone else get the credit? And um, I get that. And to a certain extent, I agree. Like, yeah, we this is something interesting to talk about. I don't know if he would get all the credit. My biggest problem is just why I like the Chiefs so much with the same angle. Okay, like, how is the market pricing it? The market is pricing the Chiefs like it can never be anybody else except Mahomes. So you have an angle or a reason to make a bet if you think it could be somebody else other than Mahomes because the market's pricing it, it's Mahomes. That's it, can't be anybody else. The problem with betting the Niners is the market's pricing it like, yeah, probably not going to be Purdy. Yeah, probably going to be somebody else. And so like, you have to honestly think it's like even worse than the market has it in terms of the Niners to make the bet. And like, yeah, McCaffrey's going to win. So he's going to be the offensive player of the year. He's a low price. He's going to win sometimes. Like how Cup won when the Rams won, but he's a really low price. Who do you like? Is Debo Samuel going to play in the game? Like, are you going to bet Kittle? Are you going to bet Ayuk? These are like fringy kind of players to win Super Bowl MVP, like in a normal season. Purdy, Purdy's obviously never won the award before. Never been in the Super Bowl before. I, I just, like, I get the reluctance and I get like, well, that's the team to attack because they have all the stars. Yeah, defensive players do Fred Warner, Nick Bosa. These are great players. Just like, to me, it's always... How does the market have it? And do I disagree with that? So like Chiefs, market has it this way. I really strongly disagree. Niners, my big problem is great. Like I agree with the conversation. Markets, like we're all on the same page. The market's on the same page too. They don't think it's going to be pretty a lot of it, like as much as the other quarterbacks. When So you actually have to somehow think it's even worse than that, that to bet somebody else to win Super Bowl. And I, and I don't. I actually think if anything this is getting baked in too much. And if you think it's Niners and you don't like the AFC team, I think there's like a ton of value on Purdy to win Super Bowl MVP. Obviously never won the award before, never been in the game. Quarterback success and the team success is really closely linked as everybody knows. I feel like that's, it's either the right price or like hashtag gone too far on that. So I just, I heard a lot of Niners content and I'm not, this isn't me saying like that content's dumb or bad or whatever. Just like, I think to make the bet, you, you have to actually really like, I, I don't, it's tough to make a case that's even worse than this, that he's actually even less likely to win when they win. And I, I just think comparing your opinion to the market is really important. You can't, can't just be what you think and you don't know what the price is or you don't care what the price is or whatever. Like, got to always be aware of that. And and just, I think, like, how you how you bet into the market should always be shaped by the difference between what you think and what the market thinks. Last thing for right now on this, and we'll do, obviously, I mean, we got no, no football game to talk about next week. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah. We're going to do a lot on this over the course of the next couple of weeks. As it stands right now, 
If you wanted to make a case, Ken, for one of the four teams remaining, and you can toss Detroit if you think they're very unlikely, right? So we don't have to talk about Hutchinson or whomever. Which team do you think of the other three then, Kansas City, Baltimore, San Francisco, is the most likely to produce a defensive player to win Super Bowl MVP? Ooh, man. I'll say the Chiefs. Uh, just because I think they have the best defense of the three. And if the Super Bowl MVP typically comes from like the identity of the team, then the this, the defensive performance is more closely tied to the Chiefs than the definitely the Lions or the Niners, even though the stars exist for the I Niners. I think it might be the Ravens. It's close, but I think it might be Baltimore. It's the tough part for me. So like I you're probably right. My biggest problem is I feel like this is like Mahomes against the Niners the first time or Brady's first Super Bowl. Like if they win, like the, how is the two-time MVP winner not winning his first Super Bowl MVP? Like he's got to be really bad for a defensive player. Like they could play, I guess he could play a really bad game and Roquan Smith has an interception. Kyle Hamilton, PJ Glasser was on some clip that played during our show. Hamilton was like 750 to one or something. I'm like, yeah, look, I would never talk anybody out of somebody at 750 to one to win. Like make, put a couple bucks on it. Who cares? Um, and he, uh, he got just, his dropped interception out of the way already. This right? Saturday yeah. against the Texans. Hey, he got the opportunity, you know, like uh, you gotta, that's part of the part of being a defensive player gets it. The ball's got to get thrown your way, right? You don't want to shut down corner, never getting the ball. Um, it's the Ravens. It would be the Ravens if Lamar, if this setup, if Lamar had like already won one or the setup was a little different. I just think like where he is in his career, there will be like a really strong desire to reward him with the award, even in like a tiebreaker where like he's just okay and a guy has a pick or he's just okay and a guy has two sacks. I still think he would win. And I was going to say almost like if the Lions beat the 49ers, maybe you'd be more apt to get a defensive player if like Goff melts down, but also like the opposing quarterbacks throwing for like a billion yards in that game on the Lions defense. We're going to make it a little tricky. Yep. Uh, all right. I, gets, I, I always love talking Super Bowl MVP every single year here yeah. on You Better You Bet. All right. Let's get to our bets for tonight to wrap up the Monday edition of the show. And just in case we run out of time at the very end, um, just to reiterate, Ken and I are off tomorrow. Who's up? Alex, who's doing the show tomorrow? Is it PJ and Ryan again? Just like type in the chat, like whoever's whoever's filling in for us tomorrow. It is. That's right. awesome. Uh, we, I love when PJ and Ryan do the show. So PJ Glasser and Ryan Horvat have you covered tomorrow for You Better You Bet. Ken and I are off. We are back Wednesday through Friday and, of course, on Sunday. So, so even though we're not on tomorrow, make sure you check out PJ and Ryan. The show is going to be awesome. We love when they fill in for us here on You Better You Bet. All right. Uh, so without further ado, here on this Magnificent Football Monday, let's get you all our bets for tonight. But first, we need our friend Jake the Snake to kindly drop that dope-ass beat. How about our show sponsor? How about him? The great people over at BetMGM. BetMGM has a refer-a-friend program. All you've got to do is sign into your account, click on the Promotions tab, and a few simple steps, both you and your hashtag buddy will receive a $100 bonus. Details can be found at betmgm.com. So download the BetMGM app and start winning with the king of sportsbooks. And by the way, all the markets that we've talked about on the show today, you can find them very easily at the king of sportsbooks, BetMGM. Ken, what do you got for us tonight in the NBA and uh, the National Hockey League? In hockey, there's two huge favorites, which I just kind of agree with. The Canucks have been so good at home. They got to be a big favorite. The Sharks are a disaster. You got two minus 400s. Uh, Really, 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 really important game in Boston tonight. 
Winnipeg uh, is about to be the favorite to win the President's Trophy if they win this game. They have been on one of the craziest six-week runs I've ever seen in the NHL. They basically haven't lost for two months, kind of similar to what the Edmonton Oilers are doing. They literally haven't lost in about two months. Um, if, if they beat Boston then I think all things are possible. I think they can win the President's. Hellebuck should become like minus 200 to win the Vezina. I kind of think they're frauds. I think they played an insanely easy schedule. They played a ton of teams that they should beat up on, and they won all of them. And now it's at Boston, and it's way different. And I think the Bruins are short tonight. I think they should be much more likely to win this game with Swayman starting. So I really like the Bruins. It's the only thing that I like in hockey. And then the NBA, apparently, I, I hey, whatever. I grew up in Massachusetts. This makes a lot of sense. Uh, anytime you get the Celtics in a one-possession point spread, regardless of who's playing, I'm, I'm laying them. They're two and a half against the Mavs. Porzingis isn't playing. Who cares? This is one of the best 20 teams of all time in the regular season. It's too bad they won't win a title. Uh, Celtics and Bruins done it. Uh, I'm, I love that, the, uh, the 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 Boston double there. Uh, I'm with you on the Celtics. Uh, when Ken Barkley talks, uh, I listen, and we've been talking about it all season. Boston in spots like this has absolutely been nails. I'll play them tonight. I'll lay it with the Celtics uh, against the Dallas Mavericks as well. One points prop for me tonight in the NBA, once it gets listed, once he's officially announced as in, will be Anthony Edwards over points. I see like a 27 and a half out there for Edwards. Only took 10 shots the other night against Oklahoma City, playing Charlotte. I he might score 50 tonight. Love the Anthony Edwards points over tonight. So those are my bets in the NBA. I also kind of disagree with noobs and like the Suns. I might find a way to play them in like a money line parlay. I think the Suns will beat the Chicago Bulls tonight. Hockey plays for me very quickly. I think the Penguins are about to start playing a lot better. I'll play the Penguins on the puck line tonight. Give me the Penguins minus one and a half on the puck line. And also, I got a power play prop. Arizona has given up uh, power play goals in each of their last three games. Penguins power play has been bad. Give me Sidney Crosby to have a power play play point tonight one power play point at plus 185 uh ken enjoy your day off i will talk to you on wednesday uh go every team from boston hell yeah and until well not always and until then wishing everybody minimal sweats winning bets the absolute very best of luck go new york thanks for listening to you better you bet up next it's bet mgm tonight on the betql network presented by bet mgm